0: Sometimes a tragedy can be easily explained, but other times that explanation may not be the full truth This is the essence of today's tale A story of tragic death that may hold more mystery than what we see on the surface Hello everybody and welcome back to Mysteries Abroad Podcast This is episode number two, which is super exciting We're just getting started here I'm your host Justin and of course I'm joined by my wife Megan Hi everyone She's here to give us all the details since she is like the amateur professional <laughs> true crime solver.
1: Yeah, and this one is kind of true crime related, right? It is. I don't yeah, know anything is, about this case. Yeah, so. this is
0: a mysterious death that is still still unsolved, but we've got some pretty good theories about this one. So uh as you guys know, we have been in Germany. And so uh, my last story was from Germany, and this one also is from Germany, but uh, we're moving on to Austria next. So I've already got my eyes on a couple of stories there that I'm researching, and I think those are going to be really good. But tonight, we have got a crazy case for you guys to listen to. This one's just, it's wild, and there are a lot of twists and turns, including a really big curveball towards the end of this one. So let's jump right into this one. picks up in the fall of 1984 in a little community called Onshausen, Germany. You've probably never heard of Onshausen before. It's just a small community that is situated about an hour and a half north of the West German city of Frankfurt. Gunther Stoll was a resident of this town where he lived with his wife. He has recently become unemployed, but he was a food engineer by profession.
1: What is a food engineer? I, I have had, to ask.
0: Yeah, I had to look this up too. So a food engineer... It turns out, is responsible for designing and improving systems for production, processing, distribution, and storing food and agricultural products. And I kind of believe, having heard this whole story, I think that this is a key point to the case. But we'll really? you know, talk about that more in the, in the theories. Okay. Gunther has been having some mental issues lately, primarily with paranoia. He seems to be very concerned for his safety. In fact, he often mentions to his wife that they or them are after him and intend to do him harm. However, he never explains to her who these mysterious people are, why they might want to hurt him, or any of that kind of stuff. So kind of a big question mark of this case is, is this unfounded paranoia or is this an actual case where Gunther knows something that no one else does or has a legit reason to be concerned for his safety? On the evening of October 25th, 1984, Gunther is with his wife at home. He is sitting in the chair in the bedroom, reportedly not working on anything, didn't receive a phone call or any of that kind of stuff, when he suddenly leaps up and says, now I've got it. And he quickly grabs a piece of paper and writes down the letters Y-O-G-T-Z-E. Then he scribbles it out and leaves the home into the night. Now, It is a handwritten note that was written very quickly, and it was kind of scribbled through. So when investigators get this, there was some disagreement on what it said. Some people said it said Y-O-G-T-Z-E. Others said it might have been Y-O-6-T-Z-E because, you know, they they look really similar whenever you write them down if it's like a capital G. Mm -hmm. So the meaning of the note has never been determined. However, it is obviously a crucial clue in the case because that's the last thing that he did, you know, of note before he heads out into this fateful night here. We know that Gunther left his house after writing the note and headed into another small town nearby called Wilmsdorf. He went into his favorite tavern and ordered a beer. Now, this was at 11 p.m. Shortly after arriving the bar, Gunther collapsed and fell to the floor, and when he did, he struck his face on the floor, causing an injury, and he lost consciousness for a moment. Witnesses said that he had not yet consumed any alcohol, and he seemed to be just fine until he collapsed.
1: When did he leave his house? So he got to the bar at 11. So like, how do we know he didn't stop by another bar before that?
0: I don't know the exact time that he left the house, but no one, including the police, seemed to be concerned with this time frame here with the between the house and the bar. It seemed like he left and went straight over there. It was close by, but the rest of this timeline is definitely of concern and you'll, you'll see why in just a minute. So Gunther regains consciousness, he gets back up to his feet, reassures everyone, tells them that he's okay, but he is leaving, and obviously they're like, okay, sure, you just fell and hit your head, so, you know, you probably do want to go home or whatever. But then he leaves the bar, and he disappears for the next two hours, no one knows where he goes. Then at 1 a.m., he shows up, only about six miles away, so it took him two hours to travel six miles, and we don't know why. He shows up in a town where he grew up, and it's called Heiger And I hope I'm saying that right. It's a very long German word, but I think it's Heikerslebach. This time he shows up on the doorstep of a childhood friend. Now his friend isn't very comfortable with this late night visit, so she doesn't let him into the house. She does listen to him, and he rants for a long time about a horrible incident that is going to be occurring, but he never clearly explains what the meaning of that is. She urges him to return home to his wife or to go to his parents' house since they live nearby because that was his hometown there. He agrees, and he leaves, but he doesn't make it clear where he's going to go. Now, another strange timeline is we don't know where he goes for the next two hours. He just he disappears into the night. But two hours later, at 3 a.m. on A45, which is sort of like an interstate if you're a U.S. listener, on A45, two truck drivers come across the wreckage of Gunther's Volkswagen Golf. They claim to have seen someone in a white coat who appeared to be injured fleeing the scene as they pull up. The truckers approached the wreckage and found Gunther naked, sitting in the passenger seat, and badly injured. Barely clinging to life, Gunther says that there were four men with him and that they had beaten him. A short time later, an ambulance arrived to transport Gunther to a nearby hospital, but unfortunately, he passed away en route. Initially, as police were investigating the wreck, they thought this was pretty cut and dry. You've got a a wrecked vehicle. You have a person sitting in the vehicle that is all busted up and he dies and route to the hospital. So they're thinking it's just a vehicle accident with a fatality. But here's where the real curveball comes in. An autopsy was conducted, and it had a completely different story to tell. It turns out that Gunther's injuries were not consistent with his vehicle accident. It says that Gunther had been run over by a vehicle, whether that be his or another one, we don't know. But Gunther had been run over by a vehicle. He was naked at the time that he was run over by the vehicle, And then since he was nearly dead, he was presumably placed into his vehicle in the passenger seat. And then somehow his vehicle was wrecked because it was found wrecked on the side of the interstate. So that leaves a whole lot of questions. I mean, investigators are sitting here with, they have a a handwritten note that's a riddle in itself. And then they have Gunther, who now has passed away on the way to the hospital from being run over by a car when he was found naked in his own car. It is it is a complete riddle of a case, and that's why to this day it is still an unsolved death. They yeah, don't know. Yeah, you,
1: because you can't run yourself over. Right. You know? And so if his injuries were more consistent with being struck or run over by a car, then it, it can't yeah. be because of the wreck
0: and and like a big question is they said it, according to the autopsy he was naked when he was run over yeah. i guess they could see like abrasions on the skin or something that road wouldn't have been there or, yeah with yeah. the clothing on so and and they never found his clothes either so they don't oh, know where wow. his clothes went so they don't they don't even know where he was struck by a vehicle it could have been you know miles down the road or whatever they don't or really right know right there where right.
1: the wreck happened
0: but why was he naked and in the road yeah having to to our knowledge having not consumed any alcohol or drugs or anything like well, that. Well, he did have a head injury. He did have a head injury. Yeah. But okay, but then you go back to him telling his wife for weeks leading up to this that someone is trying to get him yeah. and they're trying to hurt him. And then he writes down this note, this very cryptic Y O G T Z E note and then rushes out. I mean, it's it yeah, you could say he went to the bar, he fell, he hit his head and then he just had an issue with that that caused him to take his clothes off run down the interstate and then somebody saw him or somebody hit him and then maybe said hey we got to cover this up and let's put him in this car and push it over the, the hill or, or something like that like something could happen but it would just be very coincidental considering what happened in the early part of the night
1: yeah he was already paranoid about something right. before he even hit his head yeah. so yeah.
0: That, that's a that's a very odd thing to add up
1: I also want to ask, were any of his co-workers also feeling paranoid about something? Because, you know, there is like folly ado. And, you know, like two people or, you know, two or more people can kind of be feeling paranoid for no reason. And they're kind of just like feeding off of each other. So could that have been going on?
0: Allegedly, no. They said that the police looked into his workplace. They talked to his um, co-workers. And so I would assume, if any of them had any feelings that they were also paranoid or they thought they knew what was going on with him, then you know they would have shed some light on it there. But supposedly, from the police investigation, nothing came of that investigating his and that was his prior work because he was unemployed at the time, and we don't know exactly why.
1: Oh, he was unemployed. He was at unemployed this
0: time. at the time, recently unemployed, but we don't know why he was let go or fired or left his job. Or, or what the situation was with that. I'm sure that as the police were investigating, though, they did get into that. So they would have to know. It would have to be in their investigation file.
1: Yeah, like if his boss yeah, they wouldn't said, well, um, we fired him because he was going crazy. Like, he yeah. was paranoid around here. So, you know, we had to do something about that.
0: But whatever was found out there, I mean, the police thought it it didn't solve the case. You know, it didn't it didn't shed any new light on the case which is interesting. Yeah. So it must have been like, oh no, he just said that he had another opportunity and he left or Okay, so or probably
1: something. not work related.
0: I disagree. Really? I yeah, so here's here's my theory and this is going to sound pretty crazy I think. But no I don't I haven't seen anyone else talk about this, but what if he was killed because of like corporate espionage or something? What if he knew something about the industry or about Uh, his company or about an executive at the company or something along those lines that put him in danger like he because you know like the food industry there's there's some shady stuff that goes on there you've got that yeah you've got like Monsanto and I think they're based in the U.S. I mean and they like
1: yeah keep in mind y'all like we're over here in Europe but we're from the U.S. like there's (laughs) definitely (laughs) some really shady stuff going on with like the FDA and...
0: Yeah, and some of these big companies, like these seed companies, uh, agricultural supplies. What if he was involved with something like that and that's why he left? Maybe he became aware of something or was involved with some type of research and then said, no, we can't do this anymore. And they're like, uh, you're going to have to. And he says, well, I'll quit. But he like he already had it all in his mind. He knew the stories. He knew the secrets. And so that's why he was telling his wife like I got to lay low. I can't be there at work. That they are gonna get me, things like that. So that's one theory. I guess that's that's sort of like my theory is that he became involved with something that became dangerous for him. So another thing, and this may not be a complete theory, but this may be another clue. So people have talked about the note that he wrote down. A lot of people have really focused on that, and for good reason. I mean, that's it's very cryptic. It was his last action. I guess we could call it. So it said Y-O-G-T-Z-E or Y-O-6-T-Z-E. And some people said that it could be a license plate and it could represent a license plate of the people that were after him. Other people have said it could be that he had a premonition or a vision of the license plate of the vehicle that ran him over that night sitting at home.
1: Wow. How crazy would that be? Almost
0: like a psychic vision. Yeah. Yeah kind of like saw his death or something.
1: I mean, you know me. I,
0: I know you. Yeah, I, I thought that this would you. I mean, it you.
1: could be. I wouldn't rule it out. But also, I think that that would be extremely rare.
0: Yeah. So when we were in Germany, as we were driving around, I was looking the whole time at license <laughs> plates because <laughs> I wanted to know how plausible is this. Now, that is obviously six characters, Y-O-G-T-Z-E. All the license plates that I saw were seven or eight characters. But this did happen in the 80s, so maybe there were six characters back then. So another thing is, on these German plates, the first letter or first couple letters denotes the city that it's assigned to or the region that it's assigned to. And there are no cities that would have a Y as so their first thing.
1: Probably not a license plate.
0: But <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, this one is just full it of twists of and twists. turns. Yeah. But I have heard, and I didn't... I. I couldn't personally confirm this when we were in Germany last week. I've heard that military plates start with a Y.
1: Ooh. But I didn't see any military
0: vehicles so I can't say firsthand that I you know that I can
1: If I can, you guys know, let us know cuz that is yeah. extremely interesting.
0: Yeah, cuz that would I mean that would involve like a government cover-up or It's
1: military cover-up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that would be that would be another crazy thing. So there, there's all these things that people have run with. They also said if it was a license plate, it could be that, like, the Z was misinterpreted. Maybe that was supposed to be a 2. So it would have been, like, Y-O-6-T-2-E or something, you know, to add some numbers in there. But either way, the police were not able to find that license plate at the time. Unless... And sh- It was a secret government license plate of sorts.
1: I was going to say, and surely they would have looked at that, though. Yeah. Surely they would have known the only license plate that starts with a Y is military, so let's go there first.
0: Yeah, because it evidently led them nowhere. I mean, they investigated this for years. It's still an open case. It's a cold case, but, I mean, it's it's still an open case and still unsolved. They have no idea what happened to Gunther Stoll in the two-hour period after he left the bar, before he got to his friend's house. And they have no idea what happened to him in that two hour period after he left his friend's house, except for the fact that they know he was naked, he was run over, he was placed in his car, his car was wrecked. They don't know if his they don't even know if his car was wrecked when he was placed into his car, or if he was placed into his car and then the car was wrecked. Wow. And presumably, okay, so let's let's go through this. So he gets run over by a car that's what the autopsy shows. So let's say he gets run over by a car. He is clearly very hurt. I mean, he is, he's nearly dead. He is placed into his vehicle. Who is driving that car to wreck it?
1: The person fleeing.
0: Yeah. The yeah. person in the white coat is fleeing the scene. Yeah. That person is also injured. I mean, could be from this wreck. I mean, he could have, maybe it wasn't purposeful to wreck that car that night. Maybe they ran him over. And they were trying to take him somewhere and leave him or something. And that person, maybe that person was drunk or something. And they wrecked the car accidentally. And then they were like, oh, shoot, I got to run. Here comes two truck drivers.
1: Did you say he was wearing a white coat when you went through this the first time? Because yeah. I didn't even think about that. If you're doing something so shady, why are you wearing <laughs> a white coat? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the worst thing you could wear. It's so noticeable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe maybe that person wasn't doing something shady that night. That person just accidentally ran him over and then was covering up for it. Maybe, yeah. And so it was like a, this wasn't a planned thing. But here again, you've got Gunther writing weird things down, saying that they're coming after him, and then he rushes off into the night, and then this happens. And it's like, did I mean, did he predict this happening? Or was this actually happening? Or was he just going crazy and he happened to be run over by a car that night? They they could be separate things. And I have seen the pictures of his car, and I can show them to you in a little bit. And for those of you listening on the podcast, I'll put them on our Instagram page. It's uh, Mysteries Abroad Podcast. I'll put the picture of the car up there so you can see it. It is a black and white photo taken at night of a white car sitting oh, in the so bush. It's so it's terrible. It's a terrible quality photo, but it's it's the crime scene photo. And it doesn't appear to me that there is enough damage there to have had a fatality in the car, like the car does have damage to it, but it's not like it's—it's it's not like it's flipped over. It's not smashed into a giant tree or anything like that. It's just kind of like in the brush and beat up.
1: For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, Justin used to be a firefighter, so he's definitely seen wrecks. How cars I've seen would a few. <laughs> look, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how cars would look if there was a fatality, or most likely could have been a fatality and what a car would look like if there wasn't.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, and you never know. Freak things can happen. You know, someone could die in a a very simple accident or someone can survive a horrendous accident. But just looking at the car, I mean, it doesn't look like it was an accident that would kill anyone, and that is what the autopsy showed as well because they said he didn't, his injuries were not consistent with that accident. So it could be that someone else was driving and either intentionally wrecked this vehicle with them inside of it because someone would have been driving and been like, all right, I'm just going to drive through the woods here or whatever the case is. Either intentionally or accidentally, they did that and then had to climb out. And they survived the wreck because the, the two truck drivers said they saw him fleeing the scene on foot. So that leaves some some big questions. But also, Gunther said there were four men there, and they beat him. Mm-hmm. And the truck drivers claimed to have only seen one. So where are the other three guys and it's not likely. It's possible, but it's not likely that all four were in that Volkswagen Golf with Gunther. That would be five men in a Volkswagen Golf. That's a tiny, tiny car.
1: So you think there was another car there?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I think one plausible theory is, and we have to set aside the whole uh, paranoia and all that going on. But one plausible theory is maybe he hits his head in the tavern. He leaves. And he's got a brain injury. And he goes and he maybe gets out of his car on the side of the road, side of the highway or something. He takes his clothes off, steps out in the highway, gets hit by somebody. And and maybe it's a car full of four guys. Those four guys say, uh, we have to cover this up. So they put him back in his car. They're going to drive him somewhere to dump him or dump the vehicle or whatever, and then either purposefully or accidentally wreck the car. And then... I don't know, the other three have driven somewhere else, so then the one person that's driving Gunther's car just has to run off on foot, something like that, because they never they never knew if Gunther was struck by his own vehicle or someone else's. So it could have been just a freak accident that someone tried to cover up that night. Gunther, because he got hit by a car, said, yeah, there were four guys standing around me, they must have beat me up on the road, but he just got run over. And maybe he said that because, you know, a brain injury. If he had a brain injury, he might be confused as to what the details were. Maybe there were not even four people. If he was confused, what the details were could have just been one. Maybe he was just seeing four.
1: Yeah, I mean he was paranoid before he even left the house. So yeah, um, and if he makes in a brain injury as
0: well that that occurred that night, I mean it's I mean it is a complete. It's like it's one of those like Russian stacking dolls. Is that what you call them?
1: (laughs) Where you just peel back the layers? Yeah, it's
0: just like one inside of another. You keep you know you get to one one little bit of fact. And then you look at it and say, wow, well, that opens up, you know, five more questions. And then you find yeah. one other little little shred of truth and that opens up five more questions.
1: Yeah. Well, I think when you're not thinking right, you're going to make some bad decisions. And so maybe that's just what happened here. Maybe he was paranoid and had no reason to be paranoid. And then he went out, made some bad decisions, wasn't thinking right, and got hit by a car somehow took his clothes off, got hit by a car, and then, like you said, the people said that they needed to cover it up. Um, that could be what's going on. Yeah. And the numbers and the letters mean nothing. He's, he was just paranoid. But also, it could all mean something.
0: It could. And like another thing that we, I mean, you almost breeze over in the story and we didn't even discuss, he collapsed and hit his head in the bar without having any drinks or anything. The people in the bar said that he wasn't drinking. He just came in the bar, ordered his drink before he got it. He collapsed and hit his head on the floor. Why? Why did he collapse when he got there? He could
1: have been drugged, yeah.
0: He could have been drugged before he got there? Yeah. Poisoned something?
1: He could have just, I mean, something's not right in his head. That's why he's paranoid. That's That's why true. he's just writing down weird numbers and letters and yeah. then he just passes out.
0: And, so. I, and I was just thinking, what if he had like a tumor, like a brain tumor or yeah. something that caused his paranoia, that caused him to pass out, that caused him to uh, do some crazy things that night, like get naked, walk in the road, something along those lines. However, if that was true, it seems like they would have found that in the autopsy.
1: Oh, yeah, the brain tumor. They did yeah, a full autopsy. Something figured.
0: like that should have been found. Yeah. I would think. There's just a lot to unpack with this story. And a lot of questions. I mean, it's, it's, it is it right. is such a perplexing story. It's just a list of questions.
1: To me, it sounds like it's either nothing at all, he was just paranoid and then accidentally and then got hit accident. by a car, or it was a lot of stuff that we'll never know.
0: Yeah, like something corporate or, or government-based, and maybe he was drugged yeah. and, and chased down or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: so interesting. It is.
0: So for you listeners, go over to the Instagram post, and comment below it what you think is the most likely theory. Maybe it's a theory we discussed here. Maybe you got a com- a completely different theory that we haven't even thought about. No one else has thought about. But I would love to hear what your theories are because this one, e- even with my theory, my personal favorite is that it's some kind of corporate cover-up or something. Even that one, I'm not completely sold on it. Like I am still wide open to whatever. So I would love to hear what you guys have to say about that. So that covers it for our German stories. Next up, we have Austria. I already have my eyes on a few different Austrian stories. I'm trying to pick which ones we can fit into the podcast Ooh, while we're here. Yeah, I, I think we'll have wait. like two podcasts in Austria, so I'm, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to work that out, but those will be coming up
1: next. Oh, I cannot wait to hear them. Are they like true crime? Are they paranormal? They are, tr- are they?
0: they are true crime stories. Both of them? Yes. Or, I've actually a got few a few I, <laughs> I've got more than two, so You got to narrow it down. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really struggling with that to be honest, so.
1: All right guys, so that's going to do it for today's podcast. I look forward to hearing all of y'all's theories over on our Instagram which is Mysteries Abroad Podcast. So be sure to give us a follow and I can't wait to read what you guys come up with. I also wanted to remind you guys we are posting twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, so be on the lookout for those uploads.